Hi, I'm Madeline. I'm Rachel, and this is Empathetically Apathetic. Here's our regular disclaimer. We're both therapists, but this isn't therapy. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We don't talk about boundaries. No, no. We don't talk about boundaries. <laughs> I really appreciated how you like took that away. <laughs> take it away <laughs> take it what is that from what is that from oh it's from harry potter oh take it away maestro yeah <laughs> is that what it is maestro or oh maestro driver master why no, do i have master oh like take it away arnie or something but oh that maybe seem right it's probably either. his name arnie is that his name no i don't think that's his name but are you gonna look it up no, I was not going to look it up. Talking head in <laughs> Harry Potter. Ernie, you're so Ernie, close. Ernie, wow, so close. <laughs> Take it away, Ernie. <laughs> Take it away, Ernie. It does sound like Arnie, you know, in British. <laughs> it says, and then his next line is, uh, fasten your seatbelts, clench your buttocks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't think I ever caught that. That's really funny. That's really great. <laughs> oh. Well, today's the day. Finally. We're talking about boundaries. <laughs> that kind of rhymed a little bit, did it? No. Did it? Mm, not enough for a spoken word. Oh, <laughs> bummer. <laughs> <laughs> My spoken word career. Over. <laughs> Over. That's it. <laughs> From this no one interaction. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Sad day. Is it? It's like when it's like in How I Met Your Mother when Robin Shabatsky finds out she's allergic to lobster. Well, she says she's allergic to lobster when she said when she finds out she can't have kids. And she's like No, no, I don't, no, no. She actually is allergic to lobster. Oh. It's when she realizes or she tells people she can't um do complete her dream of like being a professional pole vaulter. <laughs> that's what it is i just mixed up so many things right there yeah you yeah, did. yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> where it's like i didn't want to be a spoken word poet but there's still a sense of like loss and grief you know <laughs> if my career is not gonna take off <laughs> you can still do it i mean successfully I mean, yeah, I don't feel like there's like an a timeline for that particular career. Yeah, that's true. I was, you know? I, I mean, I was like into spoken word for a minute there. Yeah, uh, I really liked it. I still like it. I love mm. listening to it. I'm yeah, not good at it. I don't think I would be good at it. I don't know if I was. I think I was probably pretty mediocre as like par for the course for most of the like activities in my life (laughs) uh yeah that's all right anyway today we're talking about boundaries (laughs) if we ever get to it nah probably just roundabout way it's true that's how I live my life though roundabout yeah, my life is just one, one, one giant roundabout. Giant roundabout. <laughs> Never actually getting through. 
it feels that way sometimes like I'm a fucking like hamster on a wheel Mm, truly (laughs) that's what roundabouts are for humans if you think about it no it's not quite the same what are you talking about i don't who who continuously circles a roundabout i've seen it happen (laughs) i've definitely seen it happen (laughs) especially those like big ass roundabouts that have like not just it's not just like the four way it's like those huge ones and then you're like I don't even I don't know where we started I don't know where we came from I don't know where we're going (laughs) I don't know how to get off this ride (laughs) well let's exit this traffic circle and actually talk about our boundaries good boundary setting (laughs) good boundary setting all right, let's start with what are boundaries, Madeline? Boundaries are friends, not food. Rules. <laughs> <laughs> Fish are friends, not food. Fish are um, friends. Yeah, boundaries are, are the things we want, but don't know that we want yet most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> boundaries are the things we like Wind. desperately need. Yeah. And, and sometimes they can feel if you if you haven't lived a life like a boundaried life, right? If you haven't like <laughs> or any life. If you haven't lived then... <laughs> <laughs> I passed that like um little scribble that we had uh, about a about a death related thing that was like not all who wander have bodies. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've never lived a life um yeah. not <laughs> but if you yeah if you haven't like if you've never been able to have boundaries and if you've never mm-hmm. experienced healthy boundaries or been taught healthy boundaries they can feel so far away mm-hmm. and they can feel like this kind of like ominous thing in the distance Mm -hmm. where it's like what is that how do I get there how do I don't even know like I don't know and then when they get put on you when other people have boundaries because if you've never had boundaries like it feels bad Mm -hmm. doesn't feel good Mm -hmm. because you're like frame of them whatever in any case boundaries are so hard um for a lot of those reasons and others because they just we are just not taught what healthy boundaries are we are not taught mm-hmm. what boundaries are in general no. and like how to establish them with folks how to maintain them how to communicate mm-hmm. them even just how to identify them for ourselves and other people yeah um yeah there's just so much yeah and i think people don't associate boundaries with having a need a lot of the Mm -hmm. time they do really associate them with setting a rule or having a rule Mm -hmm. set against them which I don't think is true and it doesn't have to be true um and they can look like so many different things right that because there's no education around this and I I, you know it is a lot more available now than it used to be for sure um, thankfully for you know a lot of therapists and people who do work within relationships putting out more information, which is amazing and super useful because it's 
we we often don't learn any of this stuff through the people closest to us. We have to like go seek out that information, um, mm-hmm. right? And we don't learn boundaries. We don't learn about boundaries ahead of time, right? Like we learn about mm-hmm. boundaries. We learn where our boundaries and other people's boundaries are once we've once they've been crossed. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to know and work with them in like real time if you're not aware of what's happening. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. For sure. And I've said it like I've said it a bunch of times on this podcast. um, And I say this all the time in my practice, which is that like boundaries are based like boundaries keep people safe and rules keep people in line. Yeah. And when you're setting boundaries, when we are setting boundaries, we have to be invested in safety and not just asking people to posture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know you mentioned that in like our relationship episode too. So Ooh, good memory. Yeah. Did not know what episode um, it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, a lot of the stuff we're talking about now, probably like we already touched on a little bit mm-hmm. um, in that episode. So this is just a little bit more in detail around what that looks like, what that means and why it's important. But safety is a huge one. Um, mm-hmm. I also think it requires being able to have a really healthy understanding of yourself. Once again, going back to like mm-hmm. your needs, um, what makes sense for you, what feels good, what doesn't. And then that also requires having an understanding of other people and holding space for them too. Um, Oof, yeah. To be able to like meet someone else's need or um, honor their boundary when it's mm-hmm. requested of you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which so then, in turn makes me think like boundaries are like one of the primary way of being able to invest in your relationships. Exactly. Oh, 100%. 100%. So then really, if we like think about a trying to, I know tons of people have succinct ways of like defining what a boundary is. Um, but just to be trying to be clear about it, boundaries are ways in which we communicate needs and needs to others mm-hmm. and to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so it requires that like, they are ways that we invest in ourselves and relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I set a boundary with someone or if I set a boundary for myself and I communicate that to that, so communicate that to someone really, cause right. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm telling them that like, I want this relationship to continue. This is how this can continue. Mm-hmm. right and we really we set boundaries for ourselves we don't set them for other people we identify and set them for ourselves and then we communicate mm-hmm. them to other people yeah I saw this um video on TikTok I've seen it a few different times people like you know stitching it and mm-hmm. um about this person who's therapist mm-hmm. I think right? I, I think you're talking I, yeah. I think you know um but the way that they described it is really good around like boundaries are like communicating our needs and we don't like, like we can only do that for ourselves mm-hmm. and anything that we are asking of another person is just a request. Yes. Which yeah. I really like that because I think people think, well, they didn't honor this boundary, right? You're requesting something of them. They don't mm-hmm. have to, right? But how mm-hmm. you still maintain that boundary for yourself, that is the only thing you do have control over here. 
Yeah. Um, And I think that's like the hardest part too, right? Like I can identify the boundary for myself Mm -hmm. and I can make the request of that person. Mm -hmm. I think the hardest part is following through and maintaining the boundary for myself if that person does not meet the request. No, yeah, absolutely. Which is the biggest challenge, I think, and which is why people don't want to do it. Exactly. Because they're like, well, they're just not going to respond or they're not going to do the thing that I need or honor Mm -hmm. it, whatever. And I'm like, yeah. And if they don't, then what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Right? What is yeah, your action that's here? That's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Then Truly. Like, if they don't, yeah. then what? Yeah. There's a lot of steps to this process. <laughs> yeah. Every single time. Right. For and sure. at every single point of the process, it feels challenging. Um, yeah. So I understand why people are like, oh, audible groan. <laughs> around boundaries I know uh, this happens all the time in spaces where both my professional and personal spaces I get so excited about the boundaries right Mm -hmm. and then people are just like we know but do you but do you because you Mm -hmm. haven't you haven't put in the work yet Mm -hmm. you haven't stuck to your boundaries Yeah. yeah right and I keep saying that if you identify the boundaries, communicate them and, and follow through with your own boundaries, your own limits. Yeah. You may feel better. You may feel different, but you got to do the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. I cannot. <laughs> it always comes back to boundaries. It's everything, does. yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly. Almost, almost everything to yeah. we can always pinpoint it. Um because that's what like relationships are. Like it's a mm-hmm. huge component of it. And so like having and committing to having healthy relationships require you to have an understanding around this and being able to navigate this. Which yeah, you know, raise your hand if you're not that great at them sometimes. Like we're all like yeah. have moments yeah. where it's hard. It just is. Um, mm-hmm. There are some relationships where I'm like, this is good. This is easy. I can do this. And I know that this person mm-hmm. will honor it. And then there are other relationships where I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I also don't want to tell you this because um, I don't know how you're <laughs> going to respond. Right? Yeah, and I'm not, sure. I'm not prepared yet. And yeah. it takes a lot to get there with all the different people in your life. I'm in <sighs> with yourself. Yeah. I want to ask, I just thought of this because it came up recently in a, in a conversation I had this week. Um, what I want to ask this question be, before I forget it, but okay. it's a side topic and then I want to talk and then I want to move on. But what's a boundary that has been difficult for you to identify and or navigate? Ever? Yeah, just as an example, it doesn't have to be like. I don't know. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good question. Okay, while you think about that, I'll tell you. Yeah. That's why this popped up. Because (laughs) you didn't even really want to know mine. You just want to talk about yours. I'm just kidding. Damn it. Why would you say that? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Fucking new. Do not bring that in here. Do not. Rachel, We're not even talking about it. In my, no. in my oh my god! No, no one's gonna know what you're talking about, and if they do, oh, if they do, you're a real. You are a gem. 
you are a real one, not for us, but for TikTok. Please let us know if you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so this is why this popped up in my head, because you said something about like, it's like we all experience difficulties around boundaries in some way, shape Mm -hmm. or form, right? And I Mm -hmm. think that because I love talking about boundaries so much and I love this like com- this ongoing conversation a lot of folks assume and this has come up many times assume that like I don't struggle at all with boundaries and or like don't not struggle don't navigate challenges around boundaries at all mm-hmm. and this came up this week where I was like oh actually I was talking to somebody about being like introverted, extroverted, and like kind of me being in the middle of both. And I was like, something that I struggle with around my own boundaries is because I I am right in the middle. I, I have a hard time identifying when I've like hit my limit of like human interaction. Yeah. Because I'm like, Ooh, people ooh, people that I like if it's mm-hmm. people I don't like then it's very easy to identify my boundaries around how much time yeah. I want to spend with them and like the ways in which I want to spend time with them but if it's people that I really love and care about I have a hard time a like identifying like when do I need alone time and or mm-hmm. space from this person um or just like space in general space for myself um, and like how to communicate that. Mm-hmm. And that's a really hard one that I like, even to this day, I think that I like, I'll say yes to like spending time with folks that I really enjoy, even if I like my intuition and my gut is like, you're exhausted. Stop. Yeah. I go um, through phases of doing that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think of that one's really hard because I think I'm pretty introverted, but I really like to, but I really care so much about my relationships. Um, right. That does pull me to want to like spend time or meet other people's needs or whatever. Um, and so I think I understand that where I'm like, I'm, I can spend a lot of time with people individually or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, but if it's like a lot of social like gatherings, I'm like, you will not catch me going to too many of those back to back to back. It's just not going to happen. Um, yeah. And I will tell you, like a couple weekends ago or so, I oh because it was after my birthday. I told you that like so I had so much social time that mm-hmm. I was like, I'm doing nothing this weekend. Do not hit mm-hmm. me up. I'm mm-hmm. not hanging out with you. Unless you are, like, just wanting to do something one-on-one and it's really, really chill, don't even ask. Like, it's not happening. Um, and yeah. I had to, like, say that to a couple of my friends. They were like, what are you doing this weekend? I was like, nothing. Don't don't ask me to hang yeah. out. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Last anyways. weekend I put my phone on Do Not Disturb all weekend and I sent texts out. And I was like, really I'm going idea. on Do Not Disturb all weekend. Yeah. So, so, heads good. up. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was thinking, like, what would I want to share? That I've had a hard time having boundaries with. <laughs> what what feels okay? Um, oh, I think in general, one of my challenges has always been like overextending myself to meet other people's needs. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I didn't realize that was like a problem until probably my early twenties. Yeah, um, and and that was has been like 
a process with each individual person in my life of telling them I can't meet all of your needs in this way and I need to like pull back um Mm -hmm. oh that's so hard I resonate mm -hmm. with that a lot it's so difficult and I still struggle because I like anytime someone's like oh I'm feeling this or I need this I'm like absolutely let me meet that need for you no questions about it um but I can't do that all the time and I have to like reel myself in and and then also another thing is like actually asking for my needs to be met in that same process, um, oh, which is yeah. so difficult and to like not know which friends are going to be receptive to that. And mm-hmm. um, almost all of them have been um, with some exceptions. And <laughs> some of those people like long ago, fr- people I had ended friendships with many, many years ago, like I just knew that that wasn't going to happen. And I was like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Bye. See ya. Um mm-hmm. And then other people I've kind of still maintained friendships with, but they've so I've certainly shifted for me knowing mm-hmm. what my boundaries are now. And some of that has been explicitly communicated and some of it hasn't. Um, and that's fine too. Mm-hmm. But I, I know now kind of where my limits are and where my boundaries are with certain particular people. Um, right. And, and I think not all boundaries need to have a conversation. Um, if you're not, that's in true. a space to do that with someone yeah, after you, especially after you've already done it and yeah. it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I want to, that's a really good point, And I want to get to that when we like talk about how we communicate and establish boundaries with people. Mm-hmm. I also want to talk about before we get there, I want to talk about like what boundaries are not. So boundaries are these like, things and like our needs, the, our needs that we communicate with others um, mm-hmm. and to ourselves, right? So what, how, what are they not? What are the myths about boundaries? Myth busters. Boundaries. Why was I about to be like, who are you going to call? Myth busters. <laughs> it's not, it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> But maybe we won't get um, like copyrighted if you combine it. So since it's not the same, good point. Good, <laughs> good point. point. Um, <laughs> boundaries are not always just saying no to things, and that Absolutely. feels like the biggest myth around it. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I bring this up to people, they're like, "But I don't know how to say no," and I'm like, "That's not what I'm asking of you or telling you to yeah. do here." That's um, one component, mm-hmm. and honestly, it's 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 like this is further along than many folks in their like boundary journey are um and so it's hard it gets a little bit like meta and nuanced like it's not even really at all about saying no Mm -hmm. it's really about a saying yes to yourself and your needs Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. be just like communicating the need it's not saying like it's just it's just really not saying no yeah but that's yeah there's like a an image that I have in my head of like no being in one space yes being in another and you being able to like draw the lines in between them at different points yeah right that's the image that keeps coming to my head yeah and I think I like that because sometimes it's more of a no that when it's more leaning towards no that means it's more yes for you yeah 
Yeah. Right? And sometimes it's more yes towards you and it's less of a no towards these other things. Like it just feels mm-hmm. more like it, it depends on the space in between those two things. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I don't know if that image translates to the people who are listening to this, but maybe I'll draw it out. <laughs> I'll have a diagram ready for there you. There we go. That would be helpful. <laughs> that would be useful. Yes, yes, um, yes. And then people are like more confused. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so another myth about boundaries is that it has nothing to do with controlling people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once again, they're based in safety and keeping yourself and keeping yourself safe mm-hmm. rather than uh, keeping yourself and others safe rather than uh, keeping them in line and trying to dictate or control what their actions are. Mm-hmm. Like you talked about, I'll try and find that we should try and find that TikTok because so we can give credit to that, uh, to that therapist. Um, but I don't know if the, it's the therapist specifically in the original video. It's someone talking about a therapist, what a therapist said to them. Oh, then we're talking about different things. Oh, because I found a video of a therapist saying, this has been my frame of boundaries. And they were like, hot take type of like, this is a little bit different than oh, how people usually talk about boundaries. Too. I've seen a lot of them. So, okay. We'll find We'll try and find it so we can, so we can credit the creators and or um, the therapists. Um, mm-hmm. But um Right. We're not, we're not controlling other people. We're not telling them what to do. We're making a request based on our needs and they Mm -hmm. have autonomy and choice um, Mm -hmm. as to whether or not they meet that need. Yeah, absolutely. And they might, and here's the thing too, like they might want to meet the need, but not be able to. Yeah. Um, And that's also very different. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say it feels like such a, I don't know, like a delicate process sometimes. Um, And yeah, it's just like truly being able to say like, this is what I'm asking. And it's really risky and vulnerable Mm -hmm. and hard. And then also like, because there's a, like a re- you have to respond to however they mm-hmm. respond too, right? And you have to know yeah. how you might respond to that. So it feels like a really like you have to think this through in some ways mm-hmm. to imagine. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just say like this is the boundary, and if there you don't consider all of the options for how they might respond, um, then you're not going to know how to respond when they say no or mm-hmm. yes, I want to, but I can't or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Um, yeah. And that's why I think, too, like, this isn't the right word, I feel like, for this. But we have to consider what consequences will there be if the boundary isn't, well, like, what? I don't know the right word for that, but. I guess, yeah, consequences are just, like, results. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, there's something about what you said, too, is around, like, a sense of intentionality and something Mm -hmm. popped into my head of like, um, it's important and great and ideal if we can have boundary conversations or establish boundaries with others, um, in like intentional ways, right. Where we're like very thought out, like, okay, if they don't respond this way, 
Mm-hmm. That's it's not always realistic. No, and, no. Like I like <laughs> name my boundaries all the time off the whim. Like I think that this happens between you and I too where you'll be like why don't I'll be like I have this like thing, this problem or whatever and you're like why don't you do this? And I'm like I don't want to do that. <laughs> and I like don't think <laughs> right? Like I'm not thinking about like how it, that's gonna land yeah. necessarily or whatever but the important part is like I have to be open to knowing mm-hmm. that however it does land or however I have to be open to the results of that of me saying that if I'm not yeah. gonna be intentional right <laughs> then I gotta be willing to be able to hear whatever gets thrown back at me right yeah, if you yeah. suggest like why don't you come to Portland with this free weekend? And I say, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and that hurts your feelings. Rude. <laughs> I have to be like open to hearing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You can't be like defensive about that in that way. Right. Like you have to yeah. say like, okay, like, <laughs> especially if you haven't thought it all the way through. <laughs> Cause I, yeah. I definitely do that all the time. But that's like you and I have talked about that around. Like sometimes I think people get surprised when I'm like very quick and direct with the things that I do and do not like or do and do not want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause I won't like, I won't be like, well, I'll just be like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think like, obviously when I say like, yeah, you have to think these things through. Um, that's probably more of a particular brain uh, capability. Um <laughs> And not to Why say, you say it like that. <laughs> I didn't I couldn't think of the right word. Um, but like like that's a particular ability that my brain has of to be able to like go through that process. And that's not true for everybody. Right? Um, yeah. and like your abilities are going to differ and that's fine. Um, but like you have to be able to understand your own process around it too in order oh, to make sure. it like effective. Right? Because you right. can do your thing and that works for you. Yeah. But my mind feels very like neurotypical like I'm gonna do this in this way and yours is obviously more divergent (laughs) (laughs) you know not to say that I don't have intentional conversations right I think I'm a a pretty intentional person even in my personal relationships Mm um and if I and if I have the time and space to like sit down and process Mm -hmm. and think like about these about how I want to communicate a boundary to someone. Yeah. 100%. And sometimes, right. Sometimes somebody says something and I will just straight, I'll just be like, I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah. In any case, I was just that you do point to our next like um, bullet, which is that like, this is an exchange communicating boundaries is an exchange. And so that like the next myth is that, they are not one-sided, mm-hmm. right? I am able to identify my needs and my boundaries, right? And communicate them. Rachel's also going to have her own needs and boundaries and communicate them to me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Like it shouldn't be one-sided just as relationships are not one-sided. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not really sustainable that way unless you particularly nope. want them to be that way. But I don't know many yeah, people Yeah, I guess that if do. that's the like agreed dynamic yeah (laughs) everyone's consenting to that process yeah yeah but me personally no um (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be a no for me yeah yeah yeah. 
But the other thing too is that when you're thinking about a boundary and your need, it's important to consider what is the reasoning? What mm-hmm. is the validity behind this and what can you offer around that? Um if if appropriate, if called for, right? Mm-hmm. Um to say like, oh, this is a need and how can I often when I'm trying to set a boundary, trying to say like, this is why. Um, mm-hmm. So that way mm-hmm. they understand, right? Because um, when people get a boundary uh, request or set towards them, um, it's hard to be able to like meet that if you don't even know why you're doing it. Um, yeah. yeah. So it doesn't feel, in my opinion, entirely fair. Um, not to say that it's always necessary, but um, yeah. But especially if you are like really committed to investing in the relationship with that person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're asking for something because you you care about wanting to develop something and maintain something important. Um, but I would say like if it's a relationship you're not actually invested in and don't want to invest in, um, and you're just like, I actually just like want you to know this and I don't have to give you a reason. Um, yeah. And you're more so yeah. invested in like yourself in that moment, I suppose. Right. And I think that 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 kind of points back to this, like, boundaries being rooted in safety rather than just being rules to keep people in line. I think, think, like, the frame that I, or the image that I have in my mind around, like, setting rules is, like, this very, like, parent-child or this very, like, teacher student dynamic Mm -hmm. where adults are setting these like rules and expectations for young folks and then when young folks out of curiosity are saying like well why is that like Mm -hmm. why do I have to sit in my seat Mm um and teachers are or like whoever is just saying like because I said so yeah and that's not a that's not that's not that's not a that's that's not a way that you're communicating a boundary. You're just mm-hmm. saying a rule and saying like I hold power. Yeah, exactly. Right? So you need to like I hold power over you, over yeah. you and your body and your autonomy. Yeah. Right? Rather than saying like um or communicating in an appropriate way, um we sit in our seats because it keeps us safe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And or it limits distractions or mm-hmm. it um, whatever the reason is there. There's legitimate and valid reasons for it. But the way mm-hmm. that we communicating it often determines whether or not it's a rule or a boundary. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say that the difference with rules is that rules align with a power dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. And that's like what you touched on. And the the thing I like about boundaries is that they don't always have to be this like hard limitation. They can be mm-hmm. um, uh, negotiable, negotiable sometimes. Negotiable? No, sorry. Um, Nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> it, <laughs> you know, it is my skill to yeah. speak. Um yeah, they can be negotiable at times. They can be uh, ever-changing when they need mm-hmm. to be. Um, they they feel like there's more options, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. And there's... Um, and, they're, and they're not bad. 
They're not. They're not uh, bad. They're not bad, and they're not that hard. Hot take. Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot not, of folks I are going to disagree with that. Part, oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, here's the thing: they get easier. They are hard oh, at yeah. first, right? They, yeah. Um, and they do feel bad at first because mm-hmm. we just don't do them. We don't talk about mm-hmm. them, and it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's vulnerable. It's risky. It's vulnerable. All of that stuff is yeah. hard. All of the things that go around it are challenging. Yeah. But when you do it, it's just like anything. Practice makes it easier, mm-hmm. makes it feel more comfortable. You become more confident in your ability to do it. Right? Mm-hmm. There's so much there that makes this feel like an easier, more um, integrative process in your yeah. relationships. Yeah. But you got to do it. You got to do it. But you, but you have to do it. <laughs> you have to. You got to do the thing. Do the boundary. Yeah. Set the boundary. Yeah. Play this like in your sleep. When, you know, like uh, like subliminal messages, like set yeah, the boundary. Yeah. Do it. It's not that bad. It's not that hard. You can. You will. You must. <laughs> you can. You will. You must. You must. You must. Set <laughs> it's like you that must. episode of the episode of Boy Meets World. Was it Eric or mm-hmm. Corey that was listening to the 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 tapes while they slept? God, I think it was Eric. That was so funny. What was, he was trying, it? He was trying to like learn how to ice skate. Was that what it was? Oh, I have no idea. Something again? Yeah, I don't think it was that. I want to say it was something about like a job or something. I thought it was. God, I don't know. We'd have to look. Why did it up. I think it had something to do with ice skating for some reason? Uh, it's so it's been such a long time since I've seen that episode. But anyway, anyway, if you want um, personal recordings by Rachel, this will be what we can offer on a on our Patreon, on our Patreon. If, we ever, <laughs> if we ever start one is <laughs> musings to fall asleep to <laughs> boundaries. <laughs> Boundary. Are your friends? Are your friends not not food? <laughs> <laughs> but then it gets all fucked up because we're just like giggling through the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it does. It ends up not even making sense because I'm just saying random things. Um, they're like, I don't think that's what boundaries are actually. And I'm like, yeah, this is for you to critically think. You're supposed to wake up and be like, oh, oh what is that a boundary? What is a boundary? Mm. it's real deep what is that what is that (laughs) what is that (laughs) that? anyway um and okay so with all of that I think the last like myth that I want to go over is that they are they don't have to be mean they shouldn't be mean right like boundaries are not set to hurt someone's feelings no. to criticize someone or to um yeah be mean to them it's yeah. to identify and communicate a need so that we can continue investing in a sustainable relationship mm-hmm. yeah and I think if you're being mean about it something is not gonna land there in the way that you want it to yeah right? you're probably not gonna get the response you're wanting um right the request will not be made. Yeah, yeah. It'll be yeah. harder. Um, and I think if you are more intentional and considerate around how you mm-hmm. approach that, um, 
then you will more, the chances are higher that you will right. get a better response. Uh, not guaranteed, right. obviously, but you know, people are more receptive when you're not mean about it. Right. And you, it doesn't mean that you, we have to be, we have to like sugarcoat things or beat around the bush or, you know, it doesn't mean that we have to like, it doesn't mean we can't be direct mm-hmm. with our needs and our boundaries. It just means that we don't have to be, we don't have to be rude and we don't have to be mean. No. Those two things are different. Anywho, we've already talked a lot about why people hate talking about boundaries so much. Um, And just kind of woven throughout this. But I wonder kind of what, I don't know, what do you think people equate this conversation with that makes it so hard for them? Ooh. Punishment. Mm. It, I, and the critique, shame, right? So much shame, right? Because if someone's setting a boundary with me, then the shame that's connected to that is like I did something wrong, or mm-hmm. I'm a bad person, or X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, and or now even, I'm getting punished. Yeah, or even like when we have to tell someone a boundary, um, feeling like guilty for making them feel bad. Mm-hmm. like having overly feeling overly worried about how that's going to impact another person. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And I, I think too, the bigger thing that often we equate with boundaries is like when we're doing this, it means where we are immediately in conflict with someone, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which doesn't have to be the case, right? Like you're yeah. saying someone did something wrong or I'm bad, which it could just be like, this is a normal thing that we talk about and it doesn't mean mm-hmm. there's like conflict here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that um, people equate it with like distance, right? If I'm setting mm-hmm. a boundary because people like the frame of w- the frame that we're taught about boundaries is like someone's coming towards you and you put your hand out and say, no, stop right there. Mm-hmm. Right. So we, we like, even when people are teaching boundaries, um, we're getting a visual of maintaining distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this happened when I was an intern in grad school actually it was like an activity that we did as interns and our like supervisor at the time was like, Oh, pair up. And like, when and pair up and one person is going to walk towards the other person and when they get too close for comfort you're going to put out your hand and say stop ew and that's how we like identify these that's boundaries not only like that's not it was like the start of the conversation oh. around like boundaries and or like getting a visual of different people's like comfort levels and bubbles and things like that and so even in a even in a professional therapeutic setting this is the visual that we're getting yeah and the frame and the language that we're getting to talk about boundaries right so people are equate that with distance Mm -hmm. and that means that they also equate not having boundaries with intimacy Mm -hmm. which not true not true not true true. all of that not true squash that idea Um, yeah yeah and (laughs) Squash that aid. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Picasso. What? 
I just have a TikToks in my head. I just have TikTok sounds uh, yeah. in my head. Unreal. I like it. I like it a lot. Picasso. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that or seen that. Oh. <laughs> so I have no idea. Um, yeah, I actually think because boundaries do make us feel safer, they actually increase our closeness yes. to certain people. Yes, 100%. Um, they have that uh, potential to mm-hmm. make you feel like, I actually want someone closer to me. Um, Mm -hmm. and we see this a lot for people that are trying to like heal from trauma is that like Mm -hmm. what they really need in a lot of ways is understanding boundaries and being able to navigate those in order to feel closer to people. Mm -hmm. Um, and to like heal from that depending on what the trauma is. Right. Yeah. But like what, ah, we, we need it. We need it. We need it. (laughs) And really in, in reality, right? Like not having boundaries doesn't create intimacy. It creates codependency. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) That's a whole other, I feel like I would love to talk about codependency. Yeah. (laughs) But at some point. Yeah. And I was going to say that it feels like have it, setting a boundary and having it be honored, met, whatever, feels mm-hmm. good. Like, it just feels Dang, so good. Yeah, it feels so good. Yeah, so, like, you're just going to feel, like, amazing when someone yeah. that you do this with is safe enough and cares uh-huh. about you enough to do this. Uh-huh. You're going to feel so much better about your relationship with them. Honestly. Yeah. It's like... It's like this You're like, oh wow, they heard me. Yeah. They listened. They see I'm, me. They care about my needs. Holy I'm understood. Shit. Oh what my is gosh. That? Yeah. I'm a secure attachment. What? <laughs> what? That's the that's the thought. I'm building a secure attachment. Is this what it feels like? Am I better than everyone else? <laughs> Okay, now who's on TikTok? I know. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say that we do not get all of our information from TikTok. Disclaimer. Only like uh, 90%. Yeah, we don't get our information per se from TikTok. We don't get all of our funnies from TikTok either. Okay. This content, some of it's... Yeah, some of it's originally made. <laughs> some of it is from not knowing boundaries when I was a kid. <laughs> some of it is not having a door on my room for like 10 years. <laughs> and not having any boundaries. <laughs> Living in a loft for 15 freaking years. <laughs> However long it was. It was a long time, honestly. Yeah. If you are um, a funny person, take a minute to thank your trauma. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Give it some gratitude. Yeah. Give it some love. Give it a hug. <laughs> Give it a hug. A little trauma hug. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Giving trauma bonding a new meaning. Anyway, <laughs> it right. took a second. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I had a weird image in my head um, when you said it. I don't know why. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's. I want to really quickly talk about what different types of boundaries are, and then 
maybe we can talk about like how do we even communicate them um I really like uh, Nedra Glover Tawab's um, breakdown of what boundaries are because she gives Mm -hmm. six um, very clear, distinct uh, topics. Don't know. Categories. Categories. That's what I'm looking for. Um, If you haven't read her book, which is all about boundaries, um, I highly recommend. It's super, it's a super like user-friendly read it's not dense at all um and it's like very clear and concise around Mm -hmm. like this is what this is this is how why it's hard this is what you know like it's very very um how do I say like it's really well communicated and thought out yeah it's Um, so good I'm so yeah grateful that she took the time and wanted to write something like this because I'm like this is what we've been missing like honestly yeah it's huge um her book is called set boundaries find peace by the way set boundaries find peace Mm -hmm. also I even like gave this um book I had like a couple like adolescent clients read this book Mm -hmm. and they were like I learned so much so it's for varying ages as well yeah I tell people clients all the time to follow her on Instagram because even if you Mm -hmm. don't want to buy the book or have time to read like just seeing those little posts pop up here and there is like hugely helpful I've had people be like this was so nice um so yeah definitely follow her on Instagram she also has a workbook um so if you actually want to do I didn't know she had a workbook yeah you can buy a workbook to go with it so if you're more of like a structured learning kind of want to write and process through things that could be really helpful for you oh that's Mm -hmm. cool yeah is it on audiobook that would be really I should look it up to see if it's on audiobook because if it is then she actually beat us to it with the (laughs) nighttime uh listen to her book on audio um she is really great honestly Mm -hmm. and this book is really great anyway yeah so um I'm looking it up really quick to see if it's on my Libby uh set boundary oh it is on audio but yo place hold I've already read the book but I'm placing a hold on it because I'll listen to it I love a good audio book wow Wow. Anywho, so she breaks down uh, what different types of boundaries are into six categories. Physical, sexual, emotional, material, time, and intellectual. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to go necessarily into like each one because you should just go to her. She's the expert in it. But I like that she has given us um, this language of how to like suss out. Um, because not a lot of like physical and emotional boundaries, I feel like people are like, yeah, I can understand that. I get that. But then when we start to talk about like material boundaries, time and intellectual, I feel like that's when people are like, wait, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> Having boundaries of time. What does that even mean? Yeah. Like I like the categories because okay. my, like, I wasn't thinking in categories. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think I had a similar process of like, whoa, that's a really cool way to like organize that in different mm-hmm. areas of our lives, right? And Organized. That's mm-hmm. the word I was looking for. <laughs> um, it just feels 
easier to comprehend like, oh, this is a, this boundary and, um, and knowing that there's so many different layers mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Amazing. Which I feel like, so I haven't read the book. Um, I've just seen like a lot of the, the posts and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. it's been on my list to buy it. So, you know, if anybody wants to send me the book as a gift, um, will not, <laughs> will not, uh, decline. Uh, but <laughs> Rachel, it's on Libby. Do you have a library? I literally card? just um, placed a hold on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Wait, I did the audiobook though, so I don't know. If... I did the audiobook too. I don't the I, other I bet one. It on... Oh, it's on regular, but like the whole yeah, I bet it is where it is. Oh, it's not as bad as the audiobook actually. But I want I to own use... a copy regardless, so I should buy that soon. Should um, probably see if I use my Seattle Public Library card. I wonder if it would be. Yeah, actually, I'm I got inspired. a new one. Yeah. I got a new one. Um, like whenever the last time I was living in Seattle, mm, gotcha. Um, I like <laughs> went into the library, went into the Douglas Truth Library, and I was like, oh, I, miss I used library. to have a library card, and I don't know. I uh, I want one. <laughs> I was like I had so much like anxiety I don't know why I had so much anxiety around yeah. um asking for a new library card because I was like I think that I had like I owed money on my last one mm. <laughs> from like 15 years ago um and then they were like okay we'll just get you a new one yeah nice and um, it took five seconds and I like left yeah. with a new library card. I think there was a while ago where they cleared, uh, maybe this was during the pandemic though. So this wouldn't have applied to you, but they like cleared people's like, um, do, uh, mm. owe, owing money, whatever. What is the word I'm thinking of? Um, and because of that, my library card expired. <laughs> oh really? How yeah. Did, how, I didn't know that library cards expired to be honest. They do. So they expire. Um, if you don't use them and you have no fines on it, they expire. Oh. I think within like two years, that could really change. Oh, wow. I would have to ask um, Shauna cause she knows and obviously, but, um, but I kept fines on my fines. Thank you. Me. <laughs> yeah. Um, they kept fine. I kept fines on my account. So that way my card wouldn't expire. Cause that was how it was at the time. Um, <laughs> you intentionally kept fines on your card. Yeah, like $4 because nothing happens. I don't have to like do anything with it. It was only after like $15 where you couldn't use your card. Um, So I kept fines on it. So that way I didn't have to, it didn't expire. And then when they cleared my fines, I didn't use the card. So it expired. So anyways, it's fine. I got a new library card and now I have Libby again. Wow. So does it, uh, if I'm using it only for Libby, does that mean I'm using it and it's not going to expire? I actually have no idea, but I would think so. I think it would count. I have right. to ask oh. things to ask Shauna. Um, <laughs> this is a she gets a shout out in the most tangent. random way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's move on. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't speak for me. I'm not sorry. I'm <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> just kidding. Anyway. Okay. So now that we talked about like, the different types of boundaries. Um, how might, I feel like this is a whole other episode, but maybe we can briefly start to touch on like, how might we negotiate and or communicate boundaries to people? How might we? Um, 
Well, I think that there can be a process of saying, hey, this thing is happening for me, and this is what I'm thinking. This is a boundary that I think would make me feel better. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it really depends on your relationship and what that need is, um, because it, I think, requires taking into consideration that other person's boundary and need too, right? Of saying mm-hmm. and figuring out genuinely like what would work for you. Um, I can't think of an example that would be helpful, but I'll think I'm trying on to think it. If I have any like recent examples of setting boundaries with folks, um, I think if you take into consideration like a time boundary, uh, Ooh, yeah, like hey, this time really works for me. Um, I have other stuff going on, but I'm somewhat flexible. So mm-hmm. what's, what's your schedule like? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And someone saying like, well, this time works for me. I could do, you know, three o'clock, but I would prefer this. That makes more sense in my blah, blah, blah. So that is like an easy example of negotiating like yeah. what genuinely works for the other person based on your individual lives and needs. Um, and yeah. we do that all the time when you think about all it. All the time. We did that today, actually, because mm-hmm. you were like, I'm free at 12. And I said, mm-hmm. ooh, can we do 11? Because I want to go to the beach. Yep. And I said, yeah. We, <laughs> well, I offered 11 to you. You were like, can we do any yeah. earlier? And I was like. No, you didn't. You said. Yes, you this offered... is literally our conversation. What? I said, you said um, 12. I did say 12. You said you were available. I don't think. This is I'm... what I'm saying. I said, I'm gonna look at receipts. I said, I'm free to pot around 12. You said, okay, perchance any earlier, I want to go to beach. It's like 95 today. I said, 11 question mark. You said, oh yeah, that's better. Yeah. You just said, you said 11, asked for 11. No, I said, you, I don't know what I said, but (laughs) I, I feel in my, in my heart, I felt like I, when, when I was going over this scenario just now, <laughs> in my heart, I felt like I was saying, you said 12, mm-hmm. and I said, can you do earlier? Oh, I said, I said, can you do 11? Mm-hmm. But really, I asked, can you do earlier? And you yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. So, like, enough. it's All that right, back and forth process. Um, and, the, yeah, like, easy, easy example. Yes. Unless that's you, a good example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, and we set, and that's like, I think that's an example of like a soft boundary too, mm-hmm. right? Boundary, soft boundary is like, this is negotiable. Mm-hmm. I can, I have some wiggle, mm-hmm. right? A hard boundary though is like, I have an appointment at two o'clock. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be changed. Yeah. So we need to work around this. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. That's a fixed thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like soft soft and hard boundaries that's a lot of ways that's language that I use a lot of times when I'm um uh when I'm explaining and communicating boundaries or even introducing the concept of boundaries and how to Mm -hmm. communicate them to others right and that um I think about like soft and hard boundaries being like um yeah actually I was just gonna repeat myself no yeah soft and hard boundaries just keep going. Say it again. That's it. That's it. Soft and hard boundaries. One more time. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah. Like an example too, I think of like emotional boundaries is the other day I was um, talking to uh, my partner and he, what did he do? And it wasn't anything that bad, but like, you know, when people are like joking around and it's like fine at first, but then it gets mm-hmm. to a point where you're like, oh, I'm actually going to get annoyed if you keep going with this. 
mm-hmm. it's like soft mm-hmm. for a while of just like, all right, like it, it was funny, but we can be done. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes men especially keep going with a joke. And um, like what I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. repetitive. Yes, exactly. And I'm like, <laughs> I had to say like, I'm not annoyed now, but if you keep going, I will. And I'm going to be over yes. it. Please stop. Yeah. And he was like, okay. And I was like, thanks. Like, <laughs> you're you're going to push me to a point where I'm not, I'm not going to be able, it's going to be a hard boundary after a certain while. Yes. Right. Yeah. So being able to communicate that ahead of time before you even get escalated. Right. And yeah. that's huge. It's kind of like, you know, similar. It's not the same, but I, the window, your like window of tolerance. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, that's the, that's the bracket, my, like, Madeline's I'm holding up, like, this, a like, shaka. Uh, yeah, but it's, like, like really like, firm shaka. Very, uh, flamboyant shaka. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's, like, a flamboyant, but, like, my, my hand is flexed, y'all, like, it's firm. <laughs> oh but this God. is, in my, in my brain, this is, like, me holding up, like, a bracket. Yeah. Of, I, like, I, a time of, too. yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, soft boundaries are, like, this is my window. This is my mm-hmm. my play area, mm-hmm. right? And if you hit outside of this window, uh, outside of this bracket, mm-hmm. that's when you hit my hard boundaries. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that remind. That's what that reminded me of. That's cool. Um, I think one of the hardest parts about establishing and maintaining boundaries is we got to know how to communicate effectively. <sighs> yeah. Once again, so many steps to this process, right? Because it's not just just do the thing, right? I mean, that just do the thing. Yes, just do just the do thing. Um, although we did joke earlier, just just do it. Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's not that easy. You do also have to have genuine communication skills. Um, mm-hmm. you have to be able to like practice those. And this is part of that. But if you can't communicate effectively in ways that make sense and work for you, then mm-hmm. it's not going, you're not going to be able to get there in the way that you could potentially. Right. Yeah. Right. And, um, an effective communication doesn't have to be like, once again, we talked about this earlier, like it doesn't have to be that you are, uh, 100% intentional all the time because mm-hmm. uh, it's not realistic mm-hmm. but it is understanding and having insight into wow how do I communicate mm-hmm. how is this going to how can I make the most sense of what I want to communicate mm-hmm. and how can I ensure that this person has the best opportunity to understand and receive what I'm saying And vice versa, Mm -hmm. right? How am I listening? How am I receiving what they're saying to me? Um, And what am I going to do with that? So it's like, it's around just having insight too. And being able to know what forms of communication are doable for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Because sometimes like verbal, like straight verbal direct communication is like too much for a person right away. And Mm -hmm. maybe it's something like, okay, like I'm going to, is it easier for you to be able to like send a text? Um, And I think that can be fair depending on your relationship or what, what the needs are. Um, Is it easier to like write it out and be like, okay, let me like process this first before I like 
verbalize Mm -hmm. it. Um, I know that's like often my process is I'm like, I don't know how to say this. So I need to like visualize it first and see it um, and write it out beforehand. Um, Whatever that may be. You write it out? Is that what you just you just said? Yeah, like like I'll write notes on my phone of like what do oh. I need? What am I trying to communicate here? And then I oh, will wow. like I won't necessarily what? like what Oh, it's a huge process. Um what? We live differently. We, we live very differently. The world so, so differently. differently. <laughs> I write down everything. I just looked at like a stack of papers I have um like next to my journal and stuff. And I was like, what are all of these? And so much of it is like me writing out things that I'm thinking about. And like some of it being like things that I've wanted to communicate or did communicate to people Mm. in the past. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, I did that. Cool. I can get rid of this. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We Because it just like I'm a huge like verbal processor and I need to like write as well. Um, Oof. So once again, there are just, steps involved here, right? Like mm-hmm. I can't always just communicate something to someone right away. Yeah. Um, it's not always the way I work. But. <laughs> Man, I should, I should do that a little bit more because I just go for it. <laughs> well, there's also <laughs> strategies for a lot of people around nonverbal communications. Like I had someone once tell me that they used um, like on their door, like different colors um like Mm. on the doorknob to signify like I need alone time or yes you can come in or you know ask first or whatever right Mm -hmm. um so that people Mm -hmm. can just visually see what's going on for a person and I've recommended that to a lot of my clients of like can you have some kind of like object or thing to signify like where you're at and your ability to talk about or communicate something or a need that you're having yeah right if you can't verbalize it what's a different way yeah. of doing this 100 percent. I had a conversation with my person the other week um around that when they're not feeling well when he's not feeling well and I was like that I that's totally okay mm-hmm. and like if we're spending time together and something happens and you're not feeling well I need to be able to know Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because then it's not fair to me and it's not fair to you if I don't know mm-hmm. where, what needs you're having in that moment and you're struggling to communicate them. Right. So if there's like a boundary that you want to communicate to me, then we have to find some way to make that happen. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like a whole ass conversation. It doesn't have to be this. It just honestly, if we find a code word. Yeah, exactly. Like when people yeah. have safe words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like that's exactly. a way people of People joke like... around about safe words all the time. And I'm like, no, y'all not... think it's funny, but that shit's important. It's hugely important, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there needs to be. And that's where it's like kind of negotiable too, right? Of like, mm-hmm. how do we make this work for us? Right? Yeah. What needs to happen between us? And what can we mutually agree upon that? that keeps us both feeling safe in this dynamic. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. 100%, 100%. Yeah. And it's interesting too, right? We think about um, just even talking about hard boundaries, right? I may have a hard boundary today and that could be still negotiable tomorrow. 
Um, so it's important to keep in mind that boundaries shift and change. Um, they are dynamic. They ebb and flow, right? That doesn't mean that boundaries are dynamic and it doesn't mean that like somebody's being necessarily like finicky or wishy-washy or confusing. Mm -hmm. It just means that we need to allow space for things to change. Right. I think a lot of times about um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, he says this thing um, when he talks about this thing, this process. He has a quote that where he says, like, <laughs> it's OK. It's OK to change your opinion based on receiving new information. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, he's talking a lot about like science. Right. And people getting upset with scientists where they're like, you said this 10 years ago and now you're saying this. And he's like. Yeah, we have new information that changes things, Mm -hmm. right? So getting new information, which we're constantly getting new information in our lives, in our relationship, it can change our boundaries. Mm -hmm. And that's okay, too. And it should be that way, right? Uh Uh-huh. I don't think boundaries have to be entirely rigid. Um, And that doesn't always... It's not the end goal here. (laughs) It just isn't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the goal is to like ebb and flow with them as they change right. and as your needs change. And right. we are people. We ne- we change all the time. Yeah. I and hope. then I want to say this. Oh, I said, I hope. We hope. We hope. <laughs> we we hope. hope. And I want to say this thing as we start to wrap up, but I, I know it's going to feel like an afterthought and I hope it's not, but it's just where it landed in the conversation is around, uh, cultural attunement and responsiveness when mm-hmm. setting, when navigating boundaries, yeah. right? How I communicate and identify boundaries and needs may shift and look different depending on like my background, my community, my family system, my access to resources, mm-hmm. things like that, right? An example of this I think about all the time is when white therapists tell black and brown folks to just cut off their family. Mm-hmm. as like as a way to set boundaries yeah. and that doesn't make sense for everyone no and it's not culturally attuned right no. because it doesn't matter like right like we have good great relationship with mom she's awesome but so i'm gonna use this as an example because it's not real right it doesn't matter what she does i'm never gonna cut my mom off because that doesn't align with what i value culturally in terms of family dynamics yeah yeah absolutely and so if somebody yeah. were to say that to me i'd be like <laughs> yeah and we have to be really really understanding and or really really open to the fact that like what i understand as a healthy boundary may not be feasible for a client or a family member or a friend or something may not be feasible for somebody else. Yeah. Well, I think too, that this, uh, I don't know, like rhetoric that you should just cut people off if they are like overstepping some boundaries, um, Mm -hmm. really can create further isolation Mm -hmm. rather than, engaging in a process of understanding how to set boundaries that make sense for you in order to maintain support and have better relationships. Um, So like, 
how being able to hold space for everybody's needs and their like the context of which they need those things. Right. right? Um, and that is a lot that people forget. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. But I so something... will cut certain people out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I will do a slow fade. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, shout out if you know what we're talking about. Anyway, so let's... I feel like this is a good place to pause. There's so much more mm-hmm. to continue talking about with boundaries. Maybe we do a part two, who knows, yeah. um, but let's pause. Do you have anything else before we wrap up for today? The thing that I really want everyone to know is that it is truly a disservice to all of us when we don't have boundaries to everybody. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Yes. To yourself, to others, to e- yes. Yeah. Wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks once again for wasting your time with us. If you like what we're saying, feel free to give us a follow, show us on Venmo, all of the things. Mm -hmm. Please follow, share, and hit us up with your thoughts. We hope you join us for our next session.